Hello and welcome back to the Family Fortune. It's me, your girl, Ashana, and Claudette's out again today, but we have Malcolm with us as usual. Say hey, Malcolm. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> so, in case y'all didn't know, February is Debt Reduction Month, and so a lot of the podcasts or a few of the podcasts we're going to cover this month is going to talk about you know, reducing your debt, ways to reduce your debt. But before we get into all that, you know, the different methods, I was just telling Malcolm before we came on, I said, I never really knew how the minimum payment on credit cards was calculated. So, of course, I had to do my research. Did you know? Do you know, Malcolm, how it's calculated? I have no idea. I never thought about it, to be honest. It, honestly, because, you know, all these things popped in my head when it comes, uh, when I was thinking about debt reduction. Mm-hmm. But before you can get into ways to reduce the debt, you have to know what your debt is. Yes. Um, you know, make a list of all the different um, lenders that you owe, and there's different types of debt. There's your standard debt, such as like your mortgage or your car payment. And then you also have like your credit card debts, your store card debts, et cetera. But when you look at your bill, and I hope everybody's looking at their bill, there's the minimum payment due. And I was like, well, how do they know how much my minimum payment is due? And so basically it's just a a percentage. I think it's almost like a 2% of your balance um, each month. That's not including interest. Like no, it does not include mm. interest. Interest is an additional thing, and that's something else that I was going to cover. So whatever your statement balance is, say your statement balance at the end of the month is $100, then they take um, standard kind of across the board, 2% of that $100, and that's your minimum due. Now, the interest kicks in in two different ways. One, if you don't pay before the due date, and then, two, if you miss a payment or something, you don't pay the minimum, then that interest, that's where the interest comes in. So you also get a, um, well, I'm sorry, no, that's three ways. You also get interest based upon the balance. But the balance due is based upon the total of your purchases, not included interest. Mm-hmm. So then you get your minimum balance that's based upon the total of your purchases. Then you have interest. Mm-hmm. Now, if you pay off the balance before uh, at the end of each month or before the due date, then that interest does not kick in. So if you notice, like, say your billing cycle is the 25th of each month. Say your billing cycle is the 25th of each month. Interest kicks in on the by the start of the next month. So your billing cycle ends on the 25th, but you mm-hmm. don't get your bill until like the 1st or the 2nd, and then interest kick has already kicked in because interest kicks in at the end of the month. Mm. So the billing cycle ends before the end of the month. Interest kicks in at the end of the month. So by the time you get your bill, interest has already been put in there. So caution, if you're one of those type of people who like to stay on top of what they do, and most credit cards or lending places are online these days, check your statement before the end of the month. Mm-hmm. And you'll see this is what your statement is. And if you can, pay it off, and then you don't have to worry about interest. But at a bare minimum, if you can't pay off the bill at the end of the month before the interest kicks in, uh, 
Now, when you say pay it off, are you talking about the entire? If you can, yes. Yes. Before the end of the month. Correct. If you can pay off that balance before mm-hmm. the end of the month, and American Express started this. American Express, that's why I never have met. Never had an American Express card because that's what they are encouraged. They encourage you to pay off your balance before the end of each month. Mm -hmm. And back in the day, I could never do that. That was something I could never do. So I never went for an American Express card. But, yes, if you can pay off that balance between the billing cycle date and the end of the month, then the interest doesn't kick in. Because what what are they charging you interest on? That is true. I see what you're saying. Okay. But – if you can't do that, and then the interest kicks in, at the bare minimum, always pay the minimum balance due. You're going to end up paying longer, and you're going to end up paying more because you're paying for interest. They're going to get their interest first mm-hmm. before they even touch the principal. But at least pay the minimum. And that's part of one of the um, debt reduction methods. So there's a whole slew of methods, mm-hmm. and I'm putting that in quotation marks out there, but while there are some out there that are, you know, anybody can use, I always say find the work one that works for you and your income, you so and your money. So that's what I was about to get into because me as an everyday consumer, I don't see it ideal for me to pay off my entire balance mm-hmm. in like 30 days essentially. Right. So instead, and I was told, you know, by my grandfather who was my money counselor mm-hmm. uh, to don't pay well over – pay well over the amount of your minimum balance because you're never going to get anywhere if you're just paying the minimum. So you always pay maybe more, way more. So if your minimum balance is $50, for example, pay a hundred. Right. Right. Okay. So if the, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to get to where I'm, I'm, I'm cause I, because it sounds very daunting and terrifying. It is. That, you know, you got your ball and chain, which is your your credit card, mm-hmm. the credit card companies, and you're trying to get released. But if you're having to um, uh, uh, think about how much you're going to pay, it's a lot, it's a lot of math in it. So it's, it, at the beginning, what would you say to somebody who's looking to get a credit card who doesn't have uh, any credit cards? Mm-hmm. How would you go about approaching getting a credit card? Because there's so many out there. You just mentioned American Express of having a certain way of doing it. Like, what what do you look for when you're when you're getting a credit card? Well, you always want to look at the annual percentage rate, mm-hmm. and the annual percentage rate um, they're going to start at a ballpark. A lot of them start at least twenty five percent, and then they go up from there. Yeah. And the annual percentage rate, and that's the rate of interest that is calculated annually. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot, where was I going? Oh, <laughs> the annual percentage rate. But a lot of that is also based upon your, your credit score, or your credit rating. So when you apply, they're going to run the credit check and what have you. So if you, if you have a bank, I always say start with your bank. A credit card from the bank. Get your credit card from your bank. You know, and people don't look at it as a credit card. But if you think about it, Visa, MasterCard, American Express are no longer separate entities where you have a Visa card. Mm. 
they're they're all tied into some bank, some lending institution. Mm-hmm. So if you can get a Visa card or a MasterCard or a Discovery card, but it's tied into your own financial institution, who knows your banking history? Mm-hmm. And it's easier to do the payments because they can just pull it straight from your account. I would encourage people to do that first. Mm-hmm. But there's also other entities out there, such as like, um, I think Chime is one where you make the deposit. You put money aside into this account, and that kind of becomes your credit card. So it's like a prepaid uh, prepaid ca- credit card. Right. And that helps you also build up your credit, mm-hmm. you know, your credit score, um, your credit history, and your credit report. So for those who have never had a card, that's kind of where I would start. Mm-hmm. with one of the prepaid ones um and check the fine print nobody likes to read all them 16 pages but you have to read the 16 pages mm-hmm. because it tells you what how much they're going to charge you what happens if you uh miss a payment mm-hmm. what happens if you know all the legalese stuff and if you don't understand the legalese take it to someone who does and have them break it down for you but you have to read the fine print because that tells you what happens if you don't make a payment, if you miss payments, uh, and all the good stuff. All right, so to get back on, you know, this month of debt relief, you know, getting rid of your debt, mm-hmm. you want to pay well beyond, well beyond your minimum payment. Your minimum. And so that's part of one of the, um, the different methods. There's various methods out there. So the three main ones are the snowball method, the avalanche method, I'm sorry, actually it's just two, I'm sorry, yeah. snowball method and the avalanche method. And they sound nice and they sound pretty, but it's really simple. Mm-hmm. First, you, for both of them, first you list all your debts. And when you're listing your debts, you want to list how much you owe, the total how much you owe, how much your average minimum payments are, when the payment is due, and what the interest rate is. And once you've listed all those debts, the snowball method says take the smallest one, mm-hmm. pay more on that one while still paying the minimum on the other ones until that one's paid off. And then you just move on to the next one okay. and move on, and then move on until all your debt is erased. Okay. The avalanche method and that with the snowball method is using the lowest balance with the avalanche method is taking the one with the highest interest rate mm-hmm. and doing the same thing. You paying that more on that one and paying that one off first and then trickling down. Is there a I'm not necessarily writing a wrong one, but is there a one that's more difficult than the other one? Well, it's hard to say. It depends upon the person. Okay. And how how they can work it out. Me, I think I did a little bit of both, you okay. know, had all in fact, I did something else that's another option, which is debt consolidation. I put it all together, and so I only had one payment. Okay. Um, that's an option, too. But between the two, it just depends. I would alternate, you know. See what's working. Best. See what's working. You okay. have to see what works for you. I, I think I primarily stuck with the snowball method, which is just paying the smallest and then working my way off. Because truth be told, at the time, I didn't really know what the avalanche was. I, w- mm-hmm. I wasn't even tracking interest rates or anything else like that. I was just like, okay, I can pay this debt. And then the key with that one is with both of them is 
the amount of money that you you spend, like say you're you're spending, um, like you said, your minimum was fifty dollars, mm-hmm. but you want to pay extra, so you pay seventy five. Mm-hmm. So you're paying seventy five on your smallest debt, and then like three months you had that paid off. At the same time, you're also paying the minimum on the other one. So your next highest debt, you take whatever that minimum is, add that seventy five from the previous one. And that makes you pay it off even more. So the key is, as you're paying them off, take the same amount of money and add it towards the debt. Got you. Right. You taking that money. Don't don't say, "Ooh, I, now I got an extra seventy five dollars in my pocket." <laughs> no, 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 take no, 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 that seventy five dollars because you want you want you were tracking it as a bill payment anyway, and add it to the next bill. Yeah, that makes sense. And then you, it just pays it all off sooner. And it all comes with sacrifices too sacrifice that's the thing that mindset going back to our first episode getting your mind right to pay you got to be willing to let go of some things or not have some things Mm -hmm. what else we got what else we got anything else what what, so i guess now that we got the kind of quote-unquote plan in place to you know tackling more than what our minimum payments uh we have to pay and Mm -hmm. then we have two methods that we can go for uh, well, three, if you were doing debt consolidation uh, and that, I guess, how would you approach debt consolidation? You do. I'm I would think of you get a loan from your bank. Yeah, it's debt consolidation is actually taking a, the total of all your debts. Right. You still want to have that listing of all your debts and going to someone who's willing to loan you mm-hmm. the money to pay, you know, to pay it off, pay off all those 50 million bills at once until you so you only have one gotcha the backs the downside of that is you're going to a lender who may or may not necessarily be a bank and their interest rates may be astronomical Mm. you know you may end up paying more in interest rates because they're giving you some money to take care of your debts Mm -hmm. so like i said you gotta know the different methods out there see what works with your money i did the debt consolidation and it put me in a worse position than I was before. Oh wow! Because I didn't have extra money. Yeah. To to cover that consolidation, you know, I was eking by doing the, you know, minimum payments, more mm-hmm. than minimum payments, but because that loan consol- debt consolidation bill was more than what I was paying piecemeal. Right, right. It put right. me even further behind. So you mm. have to be aware of those things too. Yeah, thank you too. Okay, well, that's all we got. Well, I hope they have a guest next time yes. um, that's going to talk about, you know, car buying, you know, the how to be smart about buying cars. But we're working on it. Okay. <laughs> Until the next time, this is Lashana. And say goodbye, Malcolm. I'll see y'all. <laughs> All right. With Family Fortune.